Hello, welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast. This is Danielle calling or calling in here with you on the phone <laughs> I'm from San Diego, California, with my best friend. Hey, I'm calling from Hawaii. Aloha. <laughs> so funny. Like I said, I've told you guys before, we just go raw on these. We don't sit and edit everything like, oops, I messed up a perfect beginning. Let me start over. <laughs> so anyway, we think it makes it just more fun and also less, less work for me <laughs> to have to edit. <laughs> so anyway, I am excited to be with you. Her, Kirsten and I were just having such amazing conversation. We're like, we got to stop. We got to record. <laughs> but um, I want to share kind of, kind of a cool experience and also a scripture, some scriptures that I've read today, actually, I've just been feasting. Don't you love, you know, honestly, there are nights where I just read and I'm like, I just kind of want to read. So I say that I've read and then I can go and read this novel that I'm reading that my cousin wrote, which is really good. And so, but then there's moments where I'm like, oh, I just want to feast. And I read, you know, chapter after chapter. And I just, so today was one of those, which it's so exciting when I allow that in. But a really cool scripture that I feel like it taught me just a deeper layer is in second Corinthians, actually um, chapter seven, verse nine through 11. And I'm going to start here to, before I preface into my story that I was going to share, but it says, um, it says, I rejoice that uh, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. And so when we talk about, you know, we've talked on this podcast before, like getting rid of guilt. Guilt is not from God. It is, it is it, guilt is godless, but sorrow, sorrow to repentance. If you're looking for the scripture again, it's second Corinthians chapter seven, verse nine through 11. But um, he says, sorrow to the repentance after a godly manner. So then he calls it in the verse 10 for godly sorrow worketh repentance to your salvation. And he says, godly sorrow in the third and 11, ye sorrowed after a godly sort. And he says, what carefulness it wrought in you. So it's like godly sorrow is just careful in you. Isn't that, just, I thought this was so profound and sweet. And then it says, yea, what clearing of yourselves. So like godly sorrow is careful in you. It's clearing for you. And then it says, what indignation and yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire and what zeal and all these things like it, it, godly sorrow creates all of these things. And it says, and all these things you have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. So, so for matters that we have godly sorrow, not guilt, godly sorrow, it makes us clear He's careful with us. It brings desire back, which desire is a word that's rooted as of the father and what zeal it just, I just thought that was so cool. And so kind of prefacing why that was so exciting to me <laughs> is I had a conversation with some family yesterday and I know as you know, one thing I've learned about family is they're the best, but they're also the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't they bring up they they basically have every trigger and button that they can push about you. And it's it's the way you I mean, how fun is it? It's fun, but how really changing and life-changing and joyful is it if you're just around things that never trigger you and you're just like, yeah, everything's just fine, you know? There's not depth to that. And, you know, so I was triggered <laughs> by family. And you know, what triggered me 
I know. I was just like, okay, I brought it to the Lord. I, I actually vented it to him first. I wanted to call all these friends and I was like, oh, and I kept getting this word from him saying, just stay with me. I'm like, okay, then I'm going to tell you how I feel. I feel like this. And I felt uh, taken advantage of, and I felt, you know, all these like things, uh, like used and, you know, blah, 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 not respected was the other word. And I was like, I'm just going to vent them. I mean, I'm not saying I'm writing it, but I'm just going to vent them to you. And then, and then I was like, oh, but I, I got to get going. I got to get ready for something. And I just kept getting the words, just stay with me. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm going to stay. I'm just, and so I just stayed in process. And I basically just like paced through my house, talking with him and just in deep like meditation. And, and the cool, like coolest thing is as I processed it, he reminded me that everything I have is from him and that he said, let others take advantage of that. And I just thought, oh my gosh, he turned the word around that I'm taking advantage of. And he says, um, he showed me so much love. It wasn't like judgmental. It was so loving. He's just like, he was careful. He was careful. Yeah. He was so careful with my heart. And he just said, like, love being able to use the gifts I've given you to bless others. I want them to take advantage of that. And it just made me so much more humble. And then I said, okay, I want to get rid of the resentment that I feel towards, you know, them because I just, it only hinders me. It only hinders me, that resentment. And I said, I want to get rid of it. How do I? Because I still don't, you know, feel a hundred percent like, and he said, um, and he, he gave me this just like, um, I don't know if it's words. It was more just like an understanding, like, Hey, they, they facilitated this experience so that you could come unto me. And it just turned it around. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad they triggered my buttons. I'm so glad that the, however they acted about, well, okay, I'm just going to tell you what it was. I guess we'll just go into that right now. <laughs> it's so funny and so embarrassing and so dumb. It makes me laugh. And actually I told God afterwards, I was like, I'm kind of glad it was something so dumb because it makes it more laughable. So I have family coming in town and, and okay. So I have like these bars <laughs> that I like to buy. I can see Kirsten laughing. <laughs> I like bars too. <laughs> and I just, they're expensive. They're healthy. They taste good. And I like to, they're like my go-to when I need to like eat and I don't want to think about cooking or I need to run or what. Well, who doesn't have a special treat or food that they just <laughs> love, you know, like that they hide from other people. I mean, I hide my bars from my children. They're not allowed to touch them. They have to go in special places. I'd lock them in a, I think I have actually locked food in a safe from my five boys before. So this is not actually weird. I think most people can totally relate to this. Yeah. Others that are bar hoarders or any other type of food hoarder, right? I know. And I just, I love my bars and I, I have them shipped to me. It's not like they're just 7-Eleven and I just go around and grab some more. You know, I have to wait, whatever. It's not a big deal. I'm making all these excuses up. But the funny thing is this, this family member said, well, don't be surprised if when we're there, we eat up all your bars because, you know, those are just great snacks. And I was like, ew, like taking advantage of that was the, so this is where that whole thing you're taking advantage of me like they just think that I'm just going to provide everything and you know and I was just spiraled I'm like those are my bars and now what am I going to do I went into this like total scarcity like funny and that's when I was like oh my goodness god I need you <laughs> I was like lord this is like totally it's so 
funny that it's uh, it's like fun to take to him because it's so ridiculous. And when I said it later on, I was like, I got upset over bars. I felt resentful over a bar. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. But the beauty of it is because I was willing to take it to him, I just wanted to see a new perspective. And that is like really the key, right? Is finding a new perspective on the whole thing. And just hey with love showed me, hey, everything you have is from me. And guess what? I can replace it for you in abundance. And he's just like showed me like, hey, it all, I've got you. You want more bars? God's like, I'll give you more bars. Don't, you know, and so it was just so nice to like have this like wrap around. Um, but I wanted to come back to like the, the resentment. There was, um, okay, so there's a scripture of it also in Corinthians today. So as I said, like I knew that everything that I was being ridiculous over was ridiculous, but I was feeling emotions that were charging me. And I wanted them gone. I don't want them, you know, in me, in my thoughts, in my body. So I processed them with him. And then I read this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And it basically says, I'm going to kind of paraphrase what I'm trying to say. Basically, we all, we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. So in Christ's body, but also it says, according to that, he hath done whether is good or bad. So it just made me realize, like, we also have responsibility, what we've done in our body, like the agency responsibility, the resentment I hold and how it manifests in different ways. And it says the next scripture is kind of trust in God and he manifests everything to your conscience. Wow. I'm, I'm so deep in thought of all the things that I have done in and around my body. I'm thinking... Uh, <laughs> you just caught me in the middle of like deep thought. I mean, this is deep. Well, there's something I'm processing right now, you know, and as it, it's, it's a lot deeper than bars actually, although I <laughs> totally feel you on the bar thing. I'm all about it. But, um, you know, there's something that that's rooted in me. Actually, Danielle, you and I were talking about it before. Um, it's a belief I have, a fear that I have that, somehow I'm not going to be able to help um, all of the women that I feel like are blessings in my life, you know, like in my business that I have the opportunity to be a steward over or to lead in some capacity. I have a fear that I won't be able to fully bring them to success and that there's something about me that maybe uh, actually hinders their success. And so as you're talking about things that reside in your body, like this is something that resides in me. And, and even though like, I think for all of us, we can know consciously that that's not true. Like, I know that's not true, but there's something in me that like is rooted in me that is still holding onto it. And I don't know why. And I've asked for a blessing about it. I have tried to go through different ways and it's, it's a process. And I think the Lord, as I, as I see you, Danielle, and, the, and what you're trying to overcome and what your goals are moving forward in your life, I'm very familiar with you know, many of them, many of them have to do with finances. Many of them have to do with abundance and you know, all of that. And so as I see the way that the Lord teaches you because you stay with him about something maybe as silly as a bar situation or however you're triggered, I look 
also for things in my life as I'm asking God to remove, you know, uproot this belief that I have about myself. And I'm like, how about yesterday? You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't want to, can we like get this over with like quickly? Um, but maybe I haven't been willing to, or I haven't just yet had the opportunity to uproot that belief by going through different things. Like, like every trial that comes to us, right? Like I believe every single thing, like God doesn't control all those things, but he will use them for our good. So if we're coming to him and saying, God, I've got this belief that's rooted in me and I really don't want it anymore. I can see that it is totally hindering my pride. It's damning me, actually. It's damning my progress. You know, it's a stronger word than hinder. It's like, ah, I can't move past this and I want to. What is it in me? Like, what do I got to do? What do I have to learn to believe differently about myself and about my situation? And I love, I want to go back to the word carefully because um, I ask the Lord pretty regularly to lead me carefully. I'm, I'm always like, just be tender with me, Lord. Like, I really you know, I'm doing a lot and I don't want any more scary things. <laughs> so make it silly like bars, you know, so that I can learn in that way and, and just practice turning it back to thee, right? It's this practice of turning it back. So whatever it is that's rooted in you that may have been placed there, uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, who it maybe before even came to this earth, I don't know, but there are these things that, that root in us and it's our opportunity now to find out what those things are. And I feel like that's where I'm at. I've found out what it is. Like I've uncovered the belief and I'm now ready to really uproot that belief so that I, and, and it's also not because I need or want more, you know, progress, like abundance or money or it's ranks or success or anything like that. Although it's okay if you do, it's really because I feel like it's hindering my belief or desire to serve others in like a really big way. And I know that's a godly desire. So there's, you know, like there's nothing wrong with that. And um, anyway, that's where I'm at with it. This is always right in the middle. You guys are in the middle of it with me. I don't always <laughs> have the answers. So yeah, I like that you said, you know, that they're rooted and and that's what um, is so cool is with our agency, right? So it starts with what you just said. So I'm going to break down kind of what you talked about is your agency has said, hey, I, I want this belief uprooted. So you have given him permission to up-level those things and to uproot, right? Up-level yourself and uproot. But also the other thing is, you know, you want it yesterday and he, and he, and you're like, but I want it gently. <laughs> so I think those are all great desires. And he's like, I'm going to absolutely do however you want if it's gently. Um, and so here's what I, cause I've been, you know, kind of praying for some shifts in me and this that happened, you know, with my family, which is like totally hilarious, but it triggered he allowed these shifts to come up in me. I didn't have to go digging. And that was nice because I was trying at first. I was like, well, I want to up with these now. Like you said, like yesterday. And I was like, well, what is it? Is it this? Is it? And I started digging and it spiraled me. And I was like, okay, that does not keep me in a state of joy. <laughs> I was like, so I'm going to not dig and I'm going to allow you to uproot God. You're way more gentle and you're way more careful. And so 
when I got triggered and of course all these beliefs were put onto just a stupid situation, but it was like, perfect. I was like, yay, I can take this to you. And I took a couple hours and processed this with the Lord. And, you know, there's another scripture I'm going to share. Like I said, I was feasting today. Um, second Corinthians chapter four, verse 17. And it says for our light affliction, I love it. it says light, just this light affliction, which is, but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and ex eternal weight of glory. I just thought, oh my gosh. So our affliction, our light affliction is only a moment and it worketh for us. And I just put everything as for us. Everything in our life has worked for us, including the, the comment that you could totally judge this person and be like, well, that was disrespectful. I just think they can, blah, blah, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like it works for us. The fact that I was so, I turned that resentment that I have for my, you know, for this person, I'll just say in my family, it turned it. I just was like, Oh my goodness. Like, thank you for facilitating me coming to the Lord. That is what that role she played. And so then I was like in this moment with God and I was like, okay, who else? I'm like, I'm ready. Who else do I hold? And I had names come to my head of like little situations that I may hold little bits of resentment or a lot of resentment for. And I said, yes, let's place them in that bucket. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I just thanked, I've pictured all of their faces and I said their names and I just thanked them for I project me projecting whatever I needed. I was feeling about me from how they treated me, right? It was all my own inner feeling. And I just thank them for facilitating that coming up so that I could turn to the Lord. That's what resentment like facilitated for me towards them. I just think it's such a, I don't know. It's so cool. Keeping yourself in that state of joy and he's going to do it carefully so that you do stay in that state of joy. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me too of a situation I experienced this week. And, um, it was with a leader that I've been working with for, gosh, six or seven years. This woman has been in my business, a very important part of my business. I've, I've spent just, you know, years really like doing my best to serve her and, uh, her team and, um, you know, just traveled around the world, literally internationally and all over to, to work and to do my best, um, with her and her team. And today, uh, last, last week, we, we, I could feel some tension, you know, just energetically with her. And so I just decided to address it straight on and got on the phone with her and just expressed my willingness to receive whatever it is that she has that she's holding against me. And, you know, of course I prayed a lot before I got on the call and um, just invited her to share her true thoughts and feelings uh, towards me. And it was really interesting. It was almost... I, th I believe the Lord kept me in his arms. And so I was really cushioned from a lot of the blows that she threw at me, um, punches and blows and a lot of fiery darts. Um, it seemed as though everything I had ever done over the last six years was not received with any amount of gratitude or appreciation or even noticing that it was truly my best or from my heart. It was all very filtered through her lens of you didn't do this, you didn't do that, this wasn't this way, this wasn't good enough. You basic basically blaming me for ruining her business. Like she she looks at all the things that have been difficult in her life and situation and and actually points the finger at me. She she's like I, I mean it was detailed. It was really I she told me I've been 
I went back and looked at all my journals over the last six years and just, I just started to notice the pattern that was in there uh, that brought, you know, all the, the failure and all these things. And it, and the, the pattern is you. And I'm just like, Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like, Oh, golly gee. Like, okay. Wow. You know? <laughs> and I mean, heaven forbid it, it would be her. I mean, okay. But anyway, um, but I actually, I, I believe because I have the Lord with me, uh, and not to say that she doesn't have the Lord with her too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not a judge. She, she certainly prays and tries and does her best. And this is the conclusion she has come, come to. And, um, you know, I really didn't, uh, of course my ego, I could feel my ego getting all fired up, right? Like I was just like, oh no, oh no, not this. And the, you know, and, and I didn't, you know, just completely turn over and take it. I, I certainly had moments where I brought things to her attention that I felt like were very clear where I did serve her and her team. However, one thing I noticed, and Danielle and I really processed this quite a bit this past week, was she had these sunglasses on, we'll call it. This, this is the image that Danielle came up with. She has these sunglasses on that is basically like, you know, if you were to walk outside with like these completely black, dark lenses and you walk around and you're like, gosh, I wish the sun would come out. Like, what is wrong with the sun? It's just not out. You know, and, and we're all standing around going, hey, you just, just take off your glasses. This is, this is a perspective problem. It's not really a sun problem, right? And so I found that as I brought up a few points to her that were very valid, okay? Like very valid. This was not be, me being emotional or trying to defend myself. I was just kind of like, it's like saying like, the sky is blue. And she's trying to say like, it's not blue and it's your fault. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm just like, okay. So um, I found that she had these, these glasses on and so the only thing, the only thing I can do is to just continually imagine her standing next to the savior and actually giving her, and like every time I would think about it, cause you know what? It, it ruined my night. You guys, I, it was upsetting. I, I had my son's Christmas program. We were in this huge arena. There's my children are singing Christmas music and I am just the whole time trying to be present for the Christmas program, but it was an, it was an actual, it took so much energy and exertion for me as the feelings and the thoughts and the, the story would bubble up. I would just move it over to the Lord. Like just, it was just this constant, like, nope, Lord, you got that. You got that. You got that. All the feelings, all the thoughts. I'm not going to think them. I'm going to give them to you. I can't, there's nothing here for me. I mean, not to say that you have to bury all your thoughts and feelings, you know, but, and pretend like not that you don't have real feelings, but I knew that none of it would be productive. It was, it was, there was nothing there to actually like think about in that moment, you know? And, and I believe that when you give it to the Lord that way, then the Lord gives you back the pieces that you do need to understand, the, the, the lessons that you do need to learn, the perspective that you do need to shift. And as I'm looking to do that, you know, I'm open and, and I have felt the Lord. And so this was like, uh, you know, five days ago or so. And I felt over the last five days since that process, I've felt him really ease the burden of it. I've, I've gotten some loving messages back from her since then. I've felt, you know, actually some wisdom come to me for her journey and her, um, 
process and, and, and just seeing like the wisdom of why her business has failed and where it's steering her, like the direction, you know what I mean? So some of that, like some of those answers have come as I have continually brought the Lord into the situation. Um, and that's just, that's the process, right? It's the perspective shift. And, you know, I wanted to talk also about joy today. And I think I'm actually teaching a lesson in Relay Society today about joy and and true joy, really, that, you know, it. there's always a way to bring joy back to the moment, you know, joy to the world, right? Like that song is so amazing. Joy to the lesson, joy to the circumstance, joy in the journey and joy to the world, joy to everything. And, and that's a phrase I think that each of us could take, you know, like from this pod today is like joy to the, you know, and then like fill in the blank, joy to the bars, joy to the family, joy to the business partner, joy to the workout, you know, joy to the disease, joy to the pain, really, right? And joy is the savior. It's it's not necessarily just a fleeting happiness to it, right? It's not like, and, and there's such a difference. I was reading in um, the Enzyme this month, um, Elder Bednar gives a really beautiful discussion on Jesus Christ, the source of enduring joy. And he kind of talks about the difference. I wanted to read a few of these um, for you. Joy primarily is spiritual, whereas fun primarily is temporal. And, and I don't think that like as members of the church, like we don't have to be downtrodden and afflicted. You know, that's not the, that's not the true source of joy and we don't, we can have fun too. Right. It's not like, I, I think sometimes there's like a feeling in our church of like kind of a soberness and, uh, and I don't think that, I think the Lord is actually quite fun and he wants us to have fun and just kind of recognizing that the joy is primarily deep and rich and whole and complete and joy not only pertains to mortality but also eternity and we are these eternal beings having this eternal experience so um it's a it's a process right of just continuing to learn to turn back to him and bring joy into any situation that we are given. And I would say this, this situation with my business partner was a lot harder than the bar. Like not, okay. I'm not comparing, but I'm just saying like, I have other situations too. Um, actually, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe it's actually very gentle. I was just going to say, I know because when we say it like, Oh, the bars, that's funny, but actually the meaning behind the bars and the, the person you were speaking to about the bar, I mean, that was actually very, sensitive for you, right? Yeah, but I also think it's just what it is that triggers. It has nothing to do with any thing or person. It's just, it's triggering real wounded, per se, emotions and wounded feelings, wounded stories that you, like you said, we can turn over to the Lord in an instant to keep you in joy. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I, but I want to acknowledge the, a couple things, if you're okay, let me take a minute to talk here, but, um, you invited the conversation with this person that takes a lot of faith and courage and strength in the Lord. I just, that's amazing. I mean, I look at that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'd be so nervous. So people would say about me, you know, but, uh, you were in, you were at a place where you could feel the Lord gently holding you and you could go into that conversation. So 
that's huge. So yeah, it yeah. is. I'll just, I'll just comment on that. Cause I, I did want to make sure it was very clear. I went into that conversation when you are so connected to the Lord, like when you are so in his arms and you know, you're in his arms, you can do anything. Like anyone can throw anything at you and you're just kind of like, oh, it's like I'm in a bubble and anything you say to me is just, wow, look at you. And, and it's like you almost, no, you do. You feel the love of the Lord for them. You're like, wow, tell me more. Tell me more about how you're feeling. I'm, it's none of it's going to stick on me, but I want you to feel the joy of coming to the Lord also and bringing him into it. And I got to say, when we went to the Christmas concert after I'd had that hard conversation, um, it was actually at BYU Hawaii. So we got to say a prayer in the beginning of the Christmas concert. And I was so grateful. And normally when you're in a situation, I was in a, an arena, there's like, you know, a couple thousand people in there. And this woman or somebody said the prayer and I wept when this person said the prayer I, I, in an arena. I was sitting there with like my husband, my children, and I just closed my eyes. And when they said, you know, our dear heavenly father, I just felt like, Yes, our heavenly father, you guys, like, do you realize that we're talking here too? You know, it's like, he's here. He's really loves us so much. This is my father. I have been with him all day today. Like, this is for real. Just felt that joy of being with the father and my savior, Jesus Christ, and just knowing with certainty that they have me. And I wouldn't have had that without this hard situation, right? So anyway, keep going of what you've been observing, but thank you for bringing <laughs> What I'm up. observing in you. No, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> um, well, I want to say in that, you know, you said in that hard situation, it said, um, there was another scripture and then I'll finish with my thoughts, but it says, um, again, second Corinthians, you can tell us where I was reading um, chapter eight, verse two, it says how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. So yeah, those circumstances, the, you know, and again, we are the ones that make them hard. We have to take responsibility. And I know you and I talked about that. And after we processed everything, all the darts that this person threw and the lenses that she wanted to wear, we, then we, then we kind of shifted it and we looked at, well, what lenses are you wearing, Kirsten? What right. lenses are you wearing that's attracting this conversation and attracting not only the conversation, but the entire situation for the last six years with her? Mm -hmm. so what, mm -hmm. what was it that you need to shift? And, and you, that's, yeah, that's where we uncovered the belief and, and I yep. found it. And now I'm in the process of asking the Lord to, to uproot it from me. I don't know if it's gone yet, to be honest, because I still have a lot of fear and anxiety around it and all these different situations, you know, but I am so committed to staying with the Lord and really um, spending the time there and just asking. But I also love what you shared too, because I, I would have a tendency to do this where I would start digging. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a digger. I'm like, Hey, cause let's get it over with. Well, let's dig it up. I don't want to have this anymore. Let's get it done. Like yesterday, you know, and that can be painful. I think we dig at ourselves a lot more harshly than the Lord will dig at us. And he's so capable of just gently, like just this, you know, yeah, just carefully um, picking this little thing right out of the soil of what we have created. And what's the purpose of that is so that you remain in a state of joy. 
Because if we don't remain in a state of joy and we're digging and then we're feeling guilt and shame and then we're, or whatever, you know, we're in a state of ego, which is the I state, which is pride and, and it's a pride state. And so we, we start to spiral. So the purpose of him being gentle and careful is so that you know that you're loved and so that you know that as you're processing this, Um, he's going to allow that to come up just at the right time. Like he did for me with, with a whole bunch of issues that had nothing to do with a bar, thankfully (laughs) was triggered, triggered by that. And now I thank that person. I don't even hold any resentment. And like you, and I process with this person, like she's facilitating a whole lesson of glasses that you're wearing and it's just so perfect. So the other thing I wanted to say on this is, so the key is to stay in a state of joy and that that may mean stepping stones. So the, let's just say the ultimate, ultimate, like most charity is like being a 100% perfect selflessness. Right. And are you there? I'm not there. So I know for me in the past, when it's come to things that I know would trigger me, like, like Like my bars, for example, which is, you know, I know we're using this, but, um, a lot, but what I do have done in the past is I know like, Hey, this is going to trigger me. I'm not ready for that trigger. So I'll go and I'll either hide them (laughs) or I'll, and, 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 or I'll buy like a whole bunch of others that are just, you know, whatever that if people don't care about the quality and, and then I'm just like, Hey, yeah, have as many as you want. Like I purposely have done that level for myself because that's where I was at. And so it's, for me, it's kind of fun to be at a whole, you know, another level, but there's, there's a whole deeper level for me to learn. I'm sure of selflessness, but it just, so I guess the whole point is if what, if I needed to hide my yummy bars, my expensive, healthy, just that I can only get online bars (laughs) in order for me to stay in a state of joy and buy everybody else, just what, just whatever bars that they wanted to have, that would keep me in a state of joy for for that time, then that's perfect. That's a stepping stone to where now I'm inviting God to say, like you are, Kirsten, you're at this level. Okay, I know the belief. I'm ready. And I, and I want you to show me. And I've been asking him, I'm ready. I want to uproot things. I want to run a marathon. If he's like, you want to do this, that's, we can do this. It's going to, it's going to be a lot of work, which is great. The work is me staying in joy, even through being triggered. And so I just think that the whole situation, uh, I mean, just, I guess all of you who are coming up on maybe being with your family, what can you do to stay in a state of joy? Maybe it means at this moment in your life, it always means loving yourself, right? Having that love and respect and compassion for yourself. But maybe it means I can only visit here for an hour. I don't know. I want to be able to spend eternity, but I can't handle a much of an, more than an hour with these people. And God, I invite you in to help me cleanse the triggers. I don't need any more, you know, triggers. I don't need these weeds. I'm happy to uproot them, but it's not like they're all uprooted all at once. So that's okay. So just be gentle, be careful on yourself and stay in a state of joy, right? For which, whatever situation, if you know it's going to trigger you, then, then do something to make if you can't make it not trigger you at the moment, that's perfect. Do something like hide your bars and get some other ones that you would just feel completely in a state of joy, everybody to eat. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. I'm thinking of scenarios during the holidays, really, you know, that can potentially trigger and 
uh, I think we can all find simple solutions to keep ourselves in a state of joy. Um, I wanted to bring up one more thing that you said, uh, the lesson that I had learned uh, while going through this particular trial with this, this leader. And that was, you know, one thing you said to me is, well, you've been asking to be, you know, I'm really looking at advancing my career as a leadership business coach, you know, like beyond what I've ever done before. And so the Lord knows that's what I want to do. And so here comes this situation and he's just like, here you go. Like practice on this one. You know, I'm going to stay with you. You're going to be fine. You're going to, you're going to be great. We're going to learn together. And so each of these situations can be, like you said, stepping stones and learning opportunities um, for us. But I um, came across this quote that said, fill your vision for 2020, not simply so that you know about your savior, but so that he eclipses other concerns for you so that his glory is of greater concern than your glory or worries. Fill your vision with him. And Danielle, you brought up that, you know, 2020, your word for 2020 is vision, vision and visions, right? And just as I've been really using that as I've been speaking to people about this upcoming year of 2020 vision, it's, it's no, it is no, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's no coincidence that like all the things that have been maybe hiding or lurking inside of us or in our past or anywhere around us, like these things will be brought now in absolute clarity in this year. And um, we invite you to allow the Lord to eclipse those things and to see the Lord more clearly and allow him and his life to be that vision for you that you are mostly focused on and allow him to gently pluck away the tiny little weeds that have grown in the soil of your, you know, of your existence or your life and the fabric of your, of your life. And just knowing that he can do that for us gently and carefully without us having to go dig around in ourselves and really like make a big mess of things. Um, I think one thing that I see a lot in like um, personal, the personal development world, the spirit junkie world, all that kind of stuff that kind of exists right now is like, I think it's well-meaning individuals who are like, yeah, you got to dig up your past. You got to find the belief. You got to figure out what's going on. What happened to you when you were eight years old that triggered this belief or that belief, you know, and, and all those things are good. And I see people go to retreats and, you know, uh, hire different people to help them dig up their past. And I think it's good. It's good to have conversations about things. And it's also really, I think we tend to complicate it with all of these things that we think we have to do to like unbecome who we were or, you know, change our purpose or our mission, or, you know, we can't grow up with the same stories of our childhood. And, you know, the truth is that I think for the most part, we're actually amazing beings. There's actually really mostly nothing wrong. There's a few tiny weeds that are shifting our, our thought or our purpose. And we just need to ask the Lord to come in and help us with those things. And, and really, like you said, Danielle, I love that you were saying, stay, the Lord kept saying, stay with me, stay with me. Because even right after I had this conversation with my leader, that was really hard. The, my, my first thought is, you know, I'm praying and all that. And then my second thought is I need to call Danielle. Like I just need to talk to Danielle right now. She'll help me. And the Lord actually kind of, he didn't, I love the word stay with me. It's, but, but he kind of did the same thing. He's like, or you could just talk to me 
And I'm like, oh yeah, that's true too. Okay, I'm with you. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with talking to Danielle or your best friend or your mom or a, a trusted counselor or friend. I mean, there's time for all of that. But just having the faith that the Lord is also right there with you and can so perfectly and carefully just bring joy and gentleness into the process of what you're learning. So, Yeah, very good point. I love that he can just... Um, facilitate the learning in your mind. And so like with your situation the other day, he's like, Hey, I'm not done. I, I want to still, you know, stick with you in your mind and really help you process that conversation. And, you know, like with me today, um, it was like, Hey, stay with me and we're going to process this. And we did a couple hours and I just would ask a thought, I'd ask a question through a thought and then I would get an answer of a thought and I would, I would sit on that and think about it. And then and then it would just enlighten, I just felt enlightened. And that's what is the fruits of the spirit and staying, you know, in joy. And we can easily stay in joy as we keep taking things back to him and learning from them all. And that's what I love in that scripture I read earlier is just that everything is for us, everything. And so as, you know, as uh, you're looking at situations or Ah, just things that maybe resentments and things that you feel that might be triggered, be gentle and careful on yourself and protect yourself for the layer that you need protecting right now. If it's just, you're like, Hey, I know there's a can of worms there. I can take out one worm. <laughs> That's okay. Like it, there's no judgment. I, it, we weren't, we didn't, we weren't meant to come down here with no weeds. The whole purpose of life is to learn how to garden learn how to like grow our own gardens. And that's what we're growing our garden of ourselves, of our bodies. And, and so just don't judge the level you're at. Love it. And what helped me is just looking at every single one of those people and thanking them for showing up in that way so that it would trigger my own internal things that I could take to the Lord and that I could. And cause he even said, like, I felt it in my like mind from him. He just said, they helped bring you to me. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And like, he felt like so grateful for them. He felt grateful for them bringing me to him. And that's, that softened my heart towards anybody I'd ever had resentment towards that. I hadn't anything. I just was like, it just made me feel so grateful for them also showing up in that way. Cause I'm not responsible for their behavior. I'm responsible for mine. So Anyway, just want to wish you guys a joyful, joyful day since that seems to be the word of the season is joy and just finding situations to keep yourself in joy. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you.